All right. We're going to talk about the accounting concepts. And we're going to go to this in the best way that we can to make sure that everybody's on the same sheet of music. Now, I broke down the whole accounting concept um, back in August the 3rd. We're talking about the Celestquay Trust. And so I'm going to pick back up with Celestquay Trust and then I'm going to go into the concepts. So let's go into that, you know. So everybody's kind of clear. First of all, when you hear me talk about FASB, FASB, which is F-A-S-B, that is the Financial Accounting Standard Board. That is the Financial Accounting Standard Board. Okay, that is FASB. Then when you hear me talk about GAAP, which is G-A-A-P, GAAP stands for Generally, Generally Accepted Accounting Principles. So when I talk about FASB and I talk about GAAP, I'm talking about those agencies that are in the space and they, are, they have issued an update to the accounting standards to clarify new pronouncements on credit losses, hedging, and rec- recognition and measurement of financial instruments. See, FASB has issued three major standards in the recent years that established new methods of accounting for financial instruments. One is called ACU 2016-13, now codified in accounting standards codification under topic 825. It established new requirements on the measuring measuring and recognizing financial instruments in financial statements. ACU 2017-12, codified as ACS 815, simplifies simplifies hedge accounting and more closely aligns accounting requirements with the way companies use derivatives to manage risk you can also look up ASU 2016-13 on credit losses. And you can look it up under the topic 326, which requires companies to adopt a current expected credit loss approach to report the state of debt-based financial instruments in their financial statements. After issuing major standards on financial instruments as well as revenue recognition and leases, FASBI, the Financial Accounting Standard Board, has been working with various stakeholders to monitor implementation activities and consider where it needed to clarify its guidance. Through these interactions, the FASBI identified areas of the guidance that required clarification and correction, said FASBI Chairman Russ Golden. In a statement, the newest ACU on financial instruments makes a number of changes to make the guidance in those standards clearer to preparers. Calendar year public companies adopted the new standards on recognition and measurements in 2018 and had the option to adopt new hedging rules as early as 2018 as well. The CECL standard to address credit losses, however, is still pending. It takes effect January 1st, 2020. And entities, especially in financial services, have been preparing for the new approach for some time. Some financial institutions have appealed 
the fast speed to can reconsider the CISO or what we call current expected credit loss model or to delay its effective date so its effect it affects only it, it affects on the eco, um, economy can be more closely studied and considered. FASPI recently determined it will not make any significant changes to the standard. With respect to credit losses, the standard makes some clarifications to language on accrued interest, transfers between classifications or categories of loans and debt securities, and recoveries. On recognition and measurements, the new ACU clarifies requirements contained in the conforming amendments and addresses reissuance or reinsurance recoverables, interest rate projections, prepayment considerations, and selling cost estimates when foreclosures is probatable. Around hedging, FASPI updated language on the partial term fair value hedge of interest rate risk and atomization of fair value hedge based adjustments disclosures and others at a recent conference of the institute of management accountants FASPI members marshall hunt described the latest changes to the financial instruments as housekeeping items with respect to hedging for example the intention is to make sure it were it if we're providing relief from the old rules to make it easier to qualify for hedging we wanted to make sure the words are clear she said now again this information is very impactful because fast statement 56 gives you the clear definition of the new government financial accounting loopholes there are loopholes there are legal loopholes because they're dealing in a connotative accounting concept. Now, let me break down this whole connotative accounting concept. Most of our problem has been wrapped around our connotative concept of commerce. I'm going to use my example that I use all the time. Me and my brother, when I first was introduced to money, my concept was I was taught that paper money was the equivalent of coin. And my brother was convinced that 100 pennies were more in value than one piece of paper that said 100 or $1. He said, that paper says $1. I have 100 pieces of copper. And I was trying to convince him that it was the same. So here's the typical approach. I had bought hook, line, and sinker the connotative concept of value when it came to monetary gain. My brother, who is practical, you could not throw that on him. Like, I want you to think about a person who is practical. A practical person is not going to accept something that challenges common sense so I was trying to convince him that even though the paper is paper and a copper is copper that they somehow resemble the same value 
and he could not come past the fact that it did not look the same, feel the same. It wasn't the same in appearance. It wasn't. A, it wasn't when you physically counted it. It wasn't the same. It didn't weigh the same. So all of the attributes that he used to determine likeness and sameness was not there. So he had to simply believe it. And he was not believing me, even though I was not lying to him. He didn't believe me just because I was his brother. It's like, I don't care who you is. This is not the same. And we used to get in a knockdown, drag our arguments. We laugh about it now. But this is what I mean. We have all been tricked into accepting a connotative concept of money. And I'm going to use the accounting principles to show you exactly what I mean. So I want you to think about connotative meanings of words. Just like what it sounds. You want to get it right? Think about the con game, the trickery, the buffoonery as connotative meaning. And when you want to know something that's absolute and true, think about the denotative. Denotative is the truth. Connotative is something other than the truth. Now, we're going to talk about the kinds of accounting principles. Now we're going to get into the principles. Now the principles of accounting are based in what we call generally accepted accounting principles or GAAP. G-A-A-P. Generally accepted accounting principles. Generally accepted accounting principles. So you have FASB, which is the financial accounting standard board and then you have gap which is generally accepted accounting principles and in according to in accordance with FASB and gap cash is considered a non generally accepted accounting principle item cash is not a gap item because gap because cash can always have an adverse or abnormal balance there can always be more than what you started with when you're dealing with cash let me give you an example let's say you receive cash in an account that you deposit to a checking account so let's say you receive five thousand dollars and deposit it to your checking account but you can write eight thousand dollars worth of checks which means you only had five thousand in the account but you are in commerce and you ended up writing eight thousand dollars in an accounts payables which they honored but you're now you have an abnormal balance it didn't reconcile they credited the account and now you owe them plus fees and interest get it that's why any item that's not that can always that can have an adverse balance is not a gap item. You got to call it what it is. Now I'm going to give this to you in the aspect of accounting principles. Accounting principles. Accounting principles. Now this is not Bezel Bay. This is the accounting principles that are looked upon as generally accepted accounting principles and they fall up under the Financial Accounting Standard Board. All right. To discuss accounting principles from the sense in which the term principles is used in the in physical science and various other terms like p- p- uh, police, um, p- 
postulates and concept conventions doctrines tenets and maxims assumptions etc they have been used by writers of the accounting theory instead of wasting our time to discuss the precise meaning of these generic terms we should concern ourselves with the significance and importance of these ideas in the practical work of the accountants however a slight distinction is made between the two terms concepts and conventions the term concept is used so when you hear us say entity concept the word the term concept is used to connote that's connotate to connote the accounting postulates and necessary assumptions and ideas which are fundamentally or fundamental to accounting practice see the term convention is used to signify customs or traditions as a guide to the preparation of the accounting statements so you have concepts which are connotative and then you have conventions which discuss customs and traditions follow me family connotative is the bait and switch and denotative is what it is watch and listen the following are the important generally accepted concepts concepts are connotes they are used to connote the accounting postulates in other words these are the connotative concepts these were the things that my brother could not be poured on in other words this is how they can make paper turn into gold they use the entity concept that's number one they also use the going concern concept they also use the money measurement concept they also use the cost concept they also use the accounting period concept they also use the dual aspect concept they also use the matching concept they use the realization concept they use the balance sheet equation concept they also use the verification and objective evidence concept and last but not least they also use the accrual concept so because they are using those accrued concepts we are in a position where we can literally build these things up in a capacity where we understand that it's the concept that is used to connote the accounting postulates necessary assumptions and ideas which are fundamental to accounting practice why because when you're dealing with the entity concept it is a very it is very important to note that for accounting purposes the business is treated as a unit or an entity apart from its owners creditors and others in other words the proprietor of an enterprise is always considered to be separate and distinct from the business which he controls all the transactions of the business are recorded in the books of business though they belong to the proprietor 
or trustee from the point of view of the business as an entity and even the proprietor is treated as a creditor to the extent of his capital capital is thus a liability like any other liability although the amount is owing only to the proprietor or, or, or trustee in the case of the sole trader trading and partnership concerns the proprietors may even draw the amounts out thus reducing the liability of the business but in the case of corporate bodies shareholders stand on a different footing they cannot reclaim the amount they have invested they can sell the shares to others if they desire to unload their investment therefore in the case of corporate bodies capital is paid out only at the time of winding up you know <clears throat> in other words the the they can sell their shares to others if they desire to unload their investment therefore in the case of corporate bodies capital is paid out only at the time of winding up provided provided surplus assets are available after paying off the creditors in the case of the companies the entity concept is more apparent as in the eyes of the law it has separate legal entity independent of the persons who contributed to its capital the concept of accounting entity for every business determines the scope of what is to be recorded and what is to be excluded from the business books. Therefore, whenever business receives cash from proprietors, cash accounts are debited. As business receives cash and capital accounts is credited. Capital accounts representing the personal accounts of the proprietor in the case of corporate bodies since there are too many contributors to the amount is shown under a single account called a shared capital account. In the case of non-corporate bodies, there is no separate legal entity. Still, still the principle of business entity is exerted for accounting purposes. For example, although for legal and most practical purposes we regard the sole trader and his business as one and the same thing we nevertheless for accounting purposes regard them as different entities therefore in the business only the business assets and liabilities are recorded although legally there is no distinction between his business assets and liabilities and his private assets and liabilities thus the concept of legal and business entities are not compatible with each other why because the personal because the private and public don't mix okay we go back this is also clear from the fact that in the case of big companies each department may be the base for accounting although legal entities is such is so is much larger and covers all the departments likewise in the case of the consolidated statements accounting entities is much larger than the legal entity this is the connotative concept. It is called the entity concept. I call it the equity concept, but it's the entity concept nonetheless. And this is very important because we just went over it's a concept used to connote to accounting postulates. Now, I've given you a lot to think about and a lot to, to digest. So I hope, I hope, I hope this information is bringing you to a point 
of um, of overstanding of where we're coming from when we're talking about these accounting concepts. Now, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back and I'm going to refresh your memory about what we're dealing with in accounting. Why? Because we have to be clear, family. See, these accounts... See, you have personal accounts, you have natural persons, you have artificial persons, you have representatives, artificial, you have you have uh, authorized representatives, you have representative persons, in interpersonal accounts, real accounts, all these things. And again, if you go to page 13 and 14 in the financial accounting PDF that I have given the number 514-467-37, for those of you that are in Bitrix, just go to our uh, June 20th activity stream, you'll see the PDF that starts out with 514-467-37. You'll see if you go to page 13 and 14, which are we going to go there? Let's go to page 13 and 14 because I want you to understand what I'm saying. So when we go to page 13 and 14, page 13 and 14, because a lot of people, you know, you have to, you got to take them and, you know, I can only lead a horse to water. I can't make you drink it. And I can't want it more than you. And I can't, you know, and I'm not going to keep beating a dead horse either. You know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in this. Once once the information has been given, you have to take the initiative to apply it and utilize it. All right. So when we go to page 13, it talks about the limitations of the double entry system. All right. The system does not disclose all the errors committed in the books of accounts. Number two, the trial balance prepared under this system does not disclose certain types of errors. And also, it is costly as it involves maintenance of numbers of books and accounts. The word account is an account, an account denotes. Oh, they're going to word denotes. So we just had concepts connote and accounts denotes. Oh, so when I actually start using the account or I'm doing my ledgering, I'm now taking the connotative and making it definitive by denoting it. See, an account denotes a summarized record of transactions pertaining to one person, one kind of asset, or one class of income, expense, or loss. It can also be explained as to account. What does the word to account? To count means to count. That's the financial value of each event, which was termed as transactions. This is important, family. This is like the golden goose here. These classifications of accounts are usually subdivided into the following classes. So these are the type of classes of accounts. You have personal and impersonal. What are personal? Well, personal are natural persons, artificial persons, and representative persons. Well, what is impersonal? Impersonal is real and nominal. Oh, So what is impersonal accounts? Well, impersonal accounts, these accounts do not relate to any persons, to any persons are known as in-person accounts. In other words, their, their accounts do not relate to any persons and are known as impersonal accounts. Real accounts is an account, is an account's relating to assets and properties, e.g. land, building, plant, machinery, cash, uh-oh, cash, bank, stock, ETC. Well, what's nominal accounts? Well, nominal accounts 
It is an account relating to expenses, losses, income, gains. They do not have any physical existence except names. Did you catch that? Nominal accounts. It is an account relating to expenses, losses, income, gains. They do not have any physical existence except names. Why is this important? Because our concepts of money is in a connotative concept and value. And we have to use accounting to substantiate our position. Family, I hope this information is inspiring. I hope this is eye-opening. I hope you do some research. Please, 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 please. Pass this information along to the other trustees. Please leave your comments. Please leave your questions. Um, we're not done. This is part of the broadcast we was actually listening to earlier. I just had so many people just trying to get in that I have to make sure this information reaches each and every ear. So with that, with that information, man, look, you guys uh, keep doing the keep keep up the good work. Keep doing what you're doing. As long as you keep doing what you're doing, we're not going anywhere. This is your host, Bezel Bay. This is Trustee Training. We're talking about accounting concepts. Um, and again, we got more uh, exclusive content, so we got more of this audio to come. With that, peace and love, family. Without you, there will not be no us. We will be the turning point in your financial situation. Peace and love.